Hale Varsity Radio every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. On Thursday, show from counterread.com, Brandon Vogel, former Colorado football head coach Gary Barnett, and staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman, that and more. Hale Varsity Radio is the best sports talk radio show around. Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal have you covered every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. with Hale Varsity Radio. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Welcome back as we wrap up the show here on Hurt at Sports Radio, AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities, and KFOR in Lincoln. We're live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Those YouTube comments popping off. As always, ooh, Ken has an interesting one. He says, maybe Texas A&M football equals Illinois basketball. That's interesting. It is a little. When did D. Brown, when did those guys beat Carolina? Was that 05, 06? Uh, they lost to Carolina in 05 in the title game. That was the Sean May, Raymond Felton. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking they beat them, too. Well, not in the title. No, I know. En route. Um, was it D. Brown's years? That was D. Brown, Darren Williams, or Darren Wh- okay. Luther Head. That's all the same team for Illinois. Yeah. What am I thinking? I'm trying to think of their most recent run. Illinois? Yeah. Are you saying that with an S? I was saying Illinois apostrophe, apostrophe S, S, like the pos- <laughs> possessing of Illinois. I wasn't saying like Des Moines or I anything. I know you did. <laughs> I was getting ready to go in. And I was like, ooh, I forgot. He's going to bristle. <laughs> No, that's not what I said. I understand how the word is pronounced. You okay, DB? Amen. It was a possessive term. I I understand. Um, Stay stay away from you, academia. I think uh, I think Illinois might be close in terms of what I'm, how I view Texas A&M. In terms, Illinois basketball might be the closest corollary there, and because they haven't gotten over that hump, but they've had like runs. And and have we established what sport that school is? Illinois. Yeah. I think they're a basketball school that wants to be a football school. That's what I think. Hmm. They're the opposite of Kansas, which is a – or not the opposite of Kansas, but it's like they're a basketball school that really wants to be a basketball school. And they're (laughs) like, oh, we'll finally, I guess, put a little bit of money into football so Coach Leipold doesn't leave. But – or a lot of money. They're doing a whole renovation. It's like a half billion dollars. Like they're putting real money. Yeah, they're like – They're putting real money. Yeah, it's not from the ground up. They're just – Yes. Getting a facelift, um, which is what I think most schools will do from here on out. Yeah, the, you the, won't you the won't see those big erection are, projects are too much. Um, but I, I mean that I'll keep thinking on that. But I think that's in the neighborhood of what I'm talking about with Texas A&M. Junk Monk's taking the field. Yeah, he likes Newton. He likes Newton from which I could see. I could see Newton and I, UConn. I was a little surprised that. Matt was so matter of fact, and I get he's On the ED. front runner. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Vegas. I mean, he's clear. He's the only he's guy a with dramatic minus. front runner. Yeah, yeah. But I don't believe that to be the. I don't. I think he is the front runner. I don't think it's as wide as the odds would indicate. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. Especially like the problem with UConn is it feels more collaborative. I think like I, I get new which again was I it was interesting I but I was kind of vibing with Matt though on the lunch pen. Sure. No, he's definitely like 
you know, go Reggie Jackson on you like the straw that stirs the drink. But there's a lot of other pieces that people like on that team, whether it's Castle or Klingon or whatever, right? I'm telling you, though, Connect has the ability to take – he has the type of game you want to talk that about, could take the nation by storm. Yes. He's, an, he's like, exciting – yeah. The way he plays it like Edie doesn't play exciting basketball. No, I know. He plays very good basketball, but it is boring as all hell. And I and I th- I thought people so the two things that I think could hurt Edie is I think people will say he gets the well yeah, duh, he should do that. Yeah, he's so seven, people seven foot twelve. So of people course will he should be dismissive of the actual twenty three and what is he, twenty three and thirteen? Something like that, yeah. And I think they want Purdue to like get how, to where get to where they need to be. Which like for him for their postseason, the run. voting isn't going to happen. I'm, it's close. It's within a month. No, but I mean, so like you're not going to know if Purdue overcame the NCAA hurdle until after you voted. So to your point, I think last year actually hurts Edie because of what they did in the NCAA tournament, where they're like, eh, yeah, he dominates in the regular season, but. And you're not going to get to see the end of that sentence this year before you vote. Yeah, Jaden Ladee. Like, there's if you if you're a college if you watch if you really mm-hmm. watch college basketball, I think you could more than make the case. It's, Here's the problem, though. Most voters don't. I don't know. I could see if in We've baseball. Seen, I mean, the Heisman is the biggest is the biggest culprit here. But a lot of those guys don't watch very many games outside of their region, right? That's the problem. Is so a lot of people are so hyper focused on their I, I coverage. I think basketball player of the year gets a bad rap. I, I think, I think they get it right more often than not. I do too. But I also think it's more obvious more year, more often than not than it is this year. Mm. Edie's the obvious choice this year, but should he be? That's a fair question. Um, <laughs> TK, give it to the goggles kid out of Indiana State. <laughs> I don't. Can we say that? I just read it. Just I mean, goggles? nothing wrong I mean, he's with got goggles. goggles. Yeah, that's no, no. not he's, like a... He's nice, though. Wearing goggles is not a protected class by, like, the ADA. Like, you're, you're all right. I think you could say um, Indiana State. What do you it's know no about the ADA? Type 1 diabetes covered, baby. Wow. American Disabilities got, you Act. Got, you got some range. Let's do it. So I have to know about the ADA just because of my, my background and my profession. Yeah, absolutely. Teaching. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. No, listen, my, when I got diagnosed... My mom was, like, all up in that stuff, like, as an advocate. Yeah. Because if you don't do it for your kids, nobody else will. Yeah. Right? And so, like, she made sure I was covered and protected. So I know all about the ADA since I was about seven years old. Were you really going to take the Big Ten Conference, not the field? I, listen, I, if I have to be right, the Big Ten is the safe bet. You only get one guy, though. Yeah. The guy that is the odds-on favorite. Okay. And, like, it's not by a little bit. It's not like it's plus 300, plus 700. Right, he's minus seven hundred. The next guy's plus fifteen hundred. Yeah, like it's a big gap. If I, if it's who I think should win, I'm taking the field. If I, if I have to be right, I'm taking Big Ten. Fair enough. That's all. I, you know, listen, I'm a, I'm a risk analyst. Like that's what I do. Like I'm, I'm weighing my odds here. <laughs> What's the cost benefit? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually finally ask a, uh, uh, a question here, uh, and I'll stick with basketball. Okay. You know, we're talking about college basketball this morning. And this is right in your wheelhouse. I'm watching Wake Forest and Duke last night, right? Mm-hmm. Our guy Hunter Salas out there doing his yeah, thing. Yeah, o- Oklahoma Tyler went. Did he? Yeah. Hunter, oh, that's Hunter, awesome. I know Hunter they're tight. Got, Hunter got him tickets, so he got, he. Uh, that's he, awesome. He took Trey out there. Shout out to our guy Oklahoma Tyler. I spent a lot of time with him on sidelines this year. We're getting human meathead. Um, <laughs> man after my own heart. Uh, <laughs> the Dana White of Omaha. 
He does kind of look like him. Doesn't he? <laughs> I could see him slap fighting somebody, too. Nah, he was so cool. He was going to go to Bellevue West because Mike had a tournament. Yeah. To go get Micah and bring him to us so I didn't have to miss the beginning of senior night. Oh, that's cool. But then Micah's game got moved. But he's, he he was all in. He's like, a good dude. Like he, he yeah. He comes off like a jerk. I know. He's a Mis- good dude. Though. Misunderstood. Like, hey, he's like me. No, I'm <laughs> um, I actually am a jerk for people that don't know. Um, <laughs> but I'm watching Wake Forest and Duke last night. Yeah. And we're watching our guy Hunter Salas ball out a little bit uh, against Duke, Cameron Indoor. Yeah. Coming off dropping thirty the other day. And I can't help but think to myself, and I don't even know if this was a real possibility because I don't really think it was. Mm-hmm. What would this Creighton team look like if they had Hunter Salas? <sighs> Boy, they need an athletic wing. I would say he fits. He fixes their biggest problem. And he can defend. He fixes their biggest problem, right? Uh, and I don't know if you still have Ashworth or not. I don't know. But if if you bring Ashworth off the bench, that becomes really interesting because you've got some you've got some help off the bench now. All of a sudden, you got to solve some of your little depth problems. I he that would he'd be fantastic if. If Hunter Salas was on Creighton, this is gonna, it's going to sound like hyperbole, but I don't think it is. Are they the best team in the country? Probably not. How close are they? Um, Legit top five? Th- probably they're the preseason buzz. Yeah. Right? Like they're, they're at the preseason buzz, right? Yeah. I, I could see that being a thing because he's an elite level defender. Yeah. Got the size, got the length, can get to the rim in a way that. No one really on Creighton can right now. Yeah. Can also, I mean, he can score at three levels. Remember when Gonzaga used to think he could only defend? Yeah, that was really dumb. The way, his two years at Gonzaga were some of the dumbest things I've ever seen. But I will say this. I I will say this because I'm not, few can coach. No, he can for sure. And so, but But he messed up on that. You know what I think we undersell? What's that? The freedom to make mistakes. Mm, I I mean, I don't undersell, but I know what you mean. You know, when you empower people to, to go out and, and not have to look over your not playing scared. You you can do amazing things. Yeah, a- a- amazing things. Absolutely. And so and I that's and I think the freedom that Hunter has with Forest. Forest. Right. Yeah. So I don't know if like that's is like should I assume that linear latitude with Mac? I think so. Okay. Because I, Be- because I, you have because that's that's fifty percent of it. Well, and that's you have to earn it with Mac, right? Yeah. But. We've seen that whether it's Ashworth, Shireman, could you, Alexander, could you envision a Mitch Ballard, where Shireman and Hunter play together though? Yeah, they play different games. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think you'd get more of last year's Shireman. Now, Hunt does play with a guy that hunts shots for Wake. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but he doesn't dribble near as much. Well. Last year, neither did Baylor. I think you'd get last year's version of Baylor, which is a lesser version of Baylor, but I think you get a greater version of what you're getting from that other guard spot. Yeah, and I don't – I know sometimes Baylor drives some Jays fans crazy, Mm -hmm. but statistically what he's been able to accomplish – He's really, really good. He's – like he, he's really, really good. He, he, you talk about giving latitude. I, I think that's you, what I mean. If you, you earn got, it with you, Mac, yeah, you gotta, you gotta give him some latitude to do his thing. If you earn it, if you earn that trust with Mac, you earn that latitude with Mac, then you've got it. Like you never saw. I mean, whether you go Roggy, you want to go all the way back to Roggy, you want to go Mitch Ballack, you want to go yeah. Baylor Shireman. Like if you have earned his trust, 
he ha- you get as much latitude with Mac as you do with anybody, I think. Because some of those shots, you know he doesn't like. Yeah, and he doesn't – I feel better when he's doing it than, like, let's say, Casey. And I don't think it has anything to do with their size. I just have to – I just think it has more to do with my level of comfort and a positive result. He's oh, way so. more consistent. Yes. Well, I think Casey also kind of forces those things sometimes. Whereas Baylor, it feels much more natural. I don't know if it is or not, but that's just my when sense. When is shooting from 30 feet off the bounce natural? Hey, ask Jacob Padilla when I'm playing pickup ball with him back in the day. He knows it's natural. Uh, that's the show for today. We will be back what tomorrow. The? That's DB. I'm Get Robin JP Lula. over here. This is Heard Out Sports Radio. Hail Varsity Radio, every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. On Thursday, show from counterread.com, Brandon Vogel, former Colorado football head coach Gary Barnett, and staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman, that and more. Hail Varsity Radio is the best sports talk radio show around. Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal have you covered every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. with Hail Varsity Radio.